I've seen this and heard this so many times over the years, I've completely lost count. It's a chronic issue. And I see and hear this all the time from women that I work with in my community, especially when it comes to discovering and digging out their story. What I'm talking about is self-editing. What exactly is self-editing? What does it look and sound like? And why do you need to stop doing it? Well, we're going to expose it for what it really is and give you some simple steps to make sure you stop doing this right away. I'm also sharing a very real story from my own archives that illustrates how we all fall prey to this at some point in our life. Today's show is a little bit of a butt kicking, but I'm bringing it to you with love and intention. And with that, it's time to get into the show. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello and welcome to the Inside Story Podcast. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee. And I got to tell you, one of my biggest goals in life is to elevate women's voices. But I can't do that if women keep self-editing their stories. I'm just going to jump right into it today because I don't want to waste any time. This topic is so important. Self-editing is when you edit out parts of your story, fearing it will not please the listener or the audience. And there's a whole host of reasons why we do this. Maybe you fear that your story is just too much for people and that sharing details might put you in some sort of light that you don't want to be in. Or you might think that your story is too painful and messy so you leave certain details in, out and then you only share the really good and pretty parts, you know, the ones that look and feel really good. Or you might shy away from telling your story altogether because you fear that your story is too boring or that nobody will care, right? It's so easy for me to recognize these patterns because day in and day out, I talk with women just like you who have these incredibly powerful stories, but they aren't sharing them. And when I dig a little deeper on why not, these are just a few of the really common reasons that I get over and over again. Self-editing is a chronic issue and it is really getting in the way of more women getting their stories out into the world for them to kind of claim that space for themselves. And why is this so important? You might be thinking, why does it matter, right? Well, take a look around, you guys. Women continue to be an underserved community. 
the inequality of women's voices being represented in companies and nonprofits, politics, education, healthcare, tech industry. I mean, all of it, it goes on and on. All of this is a very real thing. And there is a disparity of women speakers at conferences and women thought leaders who are publishing books. Drill all of this all the way down even into your own community where you, where you live and just examine how many women role models are coming forward and openly sharing their stories. There's a reason why story work especially the story work that I offer is targeted towards women because women shy away from their story way more than men, which is exactly why I want to bring up the point of this podcast today and really talk about this, talking about self-editing. Now, before I completely get into the butt kicking that I promised you, I want to first be fully transparent and say, I have been guilty of this too. I'm much better at it now, but man, looking back, I can see so many ways that I self-edited my story over the years. So I want to start by giving you an example of what this looked and sound like for me. Now, again, my story is unique to me, but I think that you'll get an idea of what this might be looking like for you when you go to examine how you're doing this. So one of the biggest ways that I have self-edited my story over the years is that I used to try to diminish the accomplishments that came with my background and my career. Now, having worked as a television journalist and producer, I've had some pretty incredible opportunities and experiences in my career. I've won prestigious Associated Press and Tele Awards. I've interviewed some incredibly high profile people. I've played on the playgrounds of some of the really big name networks. And so many times in my life, I have left those details out when telling my story. I would catch myself trying to dumb down my story for fear that I would be making other people uncomfortable. And I hear this all of the time from other women. They'll say things like, you know, I don't want to tell that part of my story because I don't want to come across as being braggadocious. Or I don't want to put myself on a pedestal. And here's a classic example of what this looked like in my life, okay? So once upon a time, I hosted a variety of shows on HGTV. Now, I didn't host a series like Fixer Upper, and I definitely was not a name brand host like Joanna Gaines. But I did host a variety of HGTV specials that really ranged anywhere between one and five episodes, and they were always focused on a really specific topic. So for example, I hosted a five-part series called Fire Up the Grill that was all about outdoor grilling. And then I hosted a special called Hot Trends Kitchen and Baths where we visited the biggest kitchen and bath show in Chicago and focused on some of the newest items and the latest trends that were hitting the market when it comes to kitchen and bath. And then there was the hot trends special that I hosted on holiday decorating. Now this is where the story gets good and really illustrates how terrible I was at self-editing my story back then. So for this particular show on holiday decorating, I was not only the host of the show, but we were also going to use my house as the set. Now, at the time, I lived in Greenville, South Carolina. 
we had this um, beautiful contemporary style home on top of a mountain. It had this really beautiful mountain view. It was a very open floor plan concept. And it really was just a great location for the TV shoot. And honestly, truth be told, it was just an inexpensive way to produce the show. You know, while I'd love to say it's because my home was really gorgeous and so HGTV magazine worthy, the truth of the matter is, is that shooting the episode in my home was just going to save the network a ton of money. And so that's what we did. Now, at this point, we had been living in our house, I think, probably for about a little over two years at this time. And the neighborhood where we lived, it was a quiet little neighborhood. There were only three other homes on my street, but I knew both sets of my neighbors really, really well. We kind of all looked after each other and we, you know, we knew each other really well. In fact, um, we regularly had our neighbors over for dinner because honestly, one of my most favorite things to do in the whole wide world is to have dinner parties. Like it's my favorite, favorite thing. So we, you know, we'd had our neighbors in our home and, you know, we definitely knew our neighbors pretty well. So when it came time for us to shoot the TV show at my home, the production crew pulls up outside my house and they began to unload all of their equipment. And the executive, the executive producer of the show is a dear friend of mine. His name is Cecil. I actually ended up shooting many of these shows with him um, and had shot many at this time uh, up until this point had shot many of the shows, you know, with him. So um, he was sort of outside managing the crew when they pulled up and getting everyone organized. And one of my neighbors walks up and he's, and he's like talking to Cecil and he's asking him what the heck is going on here. And Cecil replied, you know, pretty matter of factly that, you know, we're shooting a TV show. And my neighbor was in shock. And the reason my neighbor was in shock is because I had lived there for two years and had had many conversations with this neighbor without ever once mentioning that I had a career in television. Now, you know, this is kind of weird because you know how it is. Like when you meet people and you get to know people, it's pretty customary to sort of find out the quote, you know, answer that question of like, what do you do for a living? You know, and I'm pretty sure that we had had those conversations with our neighbors. I'm like I said, we knew each other pretty well, but I was so good at sidestepping that little detail of my story. And I just got away from not telling it. I just kept that part of my story a secret. And so here we are with a crew unloading and loading commercial cameras and big lights into my home. And this is how my neighbor finds out a rather significant part of my story. And so we do this, I think more specifically women do this, whether you are hiding pieces of your story that you're really proud of, which was certainly the case for me. It wasn't that I was ashamed of my career. <laughs> it wasn't that I thought that, you know, I didn't want to share it. Uh, I, I, I just, I was super proud of it. I thought it was a big deal, you know, but it might also be that you're not sharing pieces of your story that you wish would go away. It doesn't matter which side of the spectrum you are on. The effect is all the same. This is self-editing. We self-edit our stories by diminishing the details and watering them down. And so why was I self-editing my story? Well, the truth of it is, is that it made me extremely uncomfortable to talk about my career because I felt really vulnerable. I worried about what other people would think. 
especially people who didn't know me from kind of the beginning of my career and didn't really understand the trajectory that I was on. And I just wondered, you know, I worried maybe they would think that I was full of BS or maybe they would think I was super cool. I don't know. Or maybe they thought I didn't, I really didn't know what they would think, but I just, I was worried about what they might think. And I didn't want them to think that I was special or that I thought that I was special or any of those things. It doesn't really matter what the specific details of your story are that you are hiding from. Like I said, you might be hiding, like I did, things of your story that you're super proud of, or you might be hiding things that you wish would go away, but it doesn't matter. It all boils down to our fears around what other people might think. And so instead of giving them the full opportunity to actually think whatever they're going to think, we end up self-editing our story into a version that we think is more suitable, more appropriate, more palatable. And I have learned firsthand that not standing in the truth of who we are is exhausting. I ended up self-editing my story so much back in those days that I got so far away from the truth of my story and who I really was that I ended up losing myself in the process. And that's exactly why this topic is so important because I see this happening to so many other women out there. They are also lost. They are so disconnected from their own truth. They are hiding. And you know what? They're probably pretty exhausted also. And maybe this is you. You know, are you doing this? Do you feel any of this? You know, elevating women's voices doesn't mean you have to elevate your story all the way to the big stage or to some big TV show or to the limelight or any of those things. Maybe it just means you let your freaking neighbors know who you really are. Or maybe it means that you own your story and you stand in its power enough that what other people think no longer matters to you. I mean, imagine that for just a minute. Getting to a space where you never have to have that thought again, what are other people going to think? That that is no longer something that crosses your mind. This is the powerful work of storytelling. So what can you do to stop self-editing if that's indeed what you're doing? And I'm gonna I'm going to take a big guess and say at some point or in some way, you are self-editing your own story. And so first of all, what I want you to do is I want you to take a few minutes after listening to this episode and I want you to ask yourself, where are you self-editing your story? And the easiest way to identify this is to ask yourself, what pieces of your story are you the most uncomfortable telling? If you had to carry on a 10-minute conversation about yourself with someone else what would you inevitably try to leave out? Okay, so that's definitely the first step. When you've identified those pieces of your story that you're sort of avoiding, the next thing I want you to do is to ask yourself how this piece of your story is holding power over you. Like, does it make you feel restricted or uncomfortable or any of those words, you know, any of those feelings? So how does that feel? How does that feel to let that story have power over you. And then thirdly, I want you to ask yourself, what's the big fear hiding behind all of this? 
Like, what are you really worried about when you think of other people knowing this piece of your story? And I want you to get really specific here. What is it that you think? What are you worried about? What is the thing that has, that's causing you the most fear around other people knowing this piece of your story? Like I said, for me, I was concerned in some way that people would think that I, you know, that I thought I was a big shot or something like that. And, or that... I didn't want them to, I guess, to like me just because I, you know, had this kind of cool career where I got to be on HGTV. I didn't want to make friends that way. And so I was really worried and I self-edited my story around that because of those fears. So I want you to get really specific about what are the fears that you have and get really specific about um, why this makes you so uncomfortable. Now, this is a process, obviously, right? It's not something that just because you've identified where you are self-editing your story that you're going to immediately stop. But after all, the thing that you are avoiding is uncomfortable, (laughs) right? I know. And it brings up all sorts of feelings and thoughts. So it is a process. It will take some time for you to kind of like dig into this. But it's really important that you do because this is the very first step of ridding yourself of those negative thought patterns and behaviors. Now, like I said, I have gotten so much better about telling people my story and sharing some of the really amazing accomplishments that I've had along the way that I'm much less worried about what other people will think. You know, I can remember, you know, probably about 10 years ago, making a really conscious decision that I was going to stop worrying about what other people thought, that I was going to, you know, I realized that no matter what, that I was probably always going to say or do things that were going to get a reaction out of somebody. And I, I began to realize that I couldn't really control that, that it wasn't my responsibility to worry about it because how other people react to me is on them. And if they are either going to like me or they don't, right? They're either going to accept me for who I am or they don't. And I made a really conscious decision to try to work on that because I could see how being concerned about what other people thought was really dictating a lot of things in my life that were not very positive. And so I really made that conscious decision to work on this. And this is probably when the self-editing of my story improved, right? I didn't do it near as much. And once I made the decision to stop worrying about so much about what other people thought, it really got a lot easier for me to be open and forthcoming with my story and the pieces of my story that I used to fear telling people. And in the end, I've learned to leverage those pieces of my story in a really positive way. I mean, because like for real, I know for sure that I would not be doing this podcast if I were not relying on my years of broadcasting experience and the confidence that I gained in front of the TV cameras all those years, right? And I know for sure that I would not be teaching other women how to dig out their stories and how to use them in really important ways if I had not had those experiences. So looking back, I can look on those experiences and know that not only were they cool accomplishments for me, but they were actually really powerful fuel for the work that I do today. And it's so much easier for me to talk about that and honor that piece of my story um, because I can see how crucial those pieces of my story are to what I do today and the fuel that it gives me. 
So it helps me kind of step out and do new things and try new things and really come into the light even more without worrying about what are other people going to think. So I know that all of this is waiting for you too. The more you figure out how to use the pieces of your story that make you feel the most uncomfortable, the less uncomfortable you're going to feel. Do you see how that works? So if you don't believe me, I just want to invite you to stop editing your story and just see for yourself what might happen. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.